1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network as we're live here at Mountain West Conference Media Day. Always fun to catch up with our next guest, the head coach at New Mexico, Bob Davey. Kind enough to carve out a few moments for us. How are you, Coach? Doing good. Doing good. I just don't uh, kind of had a brief flashback to that game in Logan last year, man. That was uh, – I've been in a few bad ones. That, yeah. That's about as bad as I've ever been in, you know, just the um, – the whole atmosphere, just the fast break kind of offense, that thing just exploded up there on us. How hard is it to prepare for pace in an offense like that? Uh, I think it's hard to prepare for good players. Okay. You know, um, you know, pace is something now that uh, so many people are doing, quite honestly. Yeah. Um, they are fast, though. You know, Utah State last year, I think comparison to – most teams was they are faster yeah and the thing that the thing it's almost like the slam dunk in basketball the way the momentum of things can get going on you and i thought utah state as a team last year really was kind of like that like i associated almost with a basketball game gotcha you know you got the whole student section over there and the place is kind of going crazy and you get a couple big plays and it was amazing how many games they just got out in front so fast you know just scored points in bunches yeah and um, again did a heck of a job and you know certainly the quarterback the offensive coordinator uh, really good really good you know I uh, I did a little bit of a project once where I took the top 10 fastest paced teams top 10 slowest paced teams and did their yeah. their records almost identical it's yeah. it all comes down to if you've got the horses if you've got the players yeah you know I think it it, it um, you know it's getting your players to believe in something yeah um you know, everything is so copycat, you know, yeah. and just the whole RPO thing now. I mean, you might as well call college football and now kind of into the NFL RPO football. You know, it's the run pass option, um, you know, but I've been really impressed with Utah State. You know, I think, you know, they dipped a couple years ago and then definitely these last last year, last year was a football team that got on a tremendous roll and had tremendous momentum. Talk about, uh, obviously, you, you've got things going there at New Mexico. And then last year at 3-9, and nine, didn't go the way that you'd like. How uh, Talk us about through spring and if you feel like you're, you're on pace to getting that thing back to where it needs to be. Yeah, you know, it'd be impossible to sit here and talk about all the things that have happened since we played our last game of the year against Wyoming. Yeah. You know, there's so many. And I think the great thing about coaching and playing really there's so many little victories in there that nobody sees nobody cares about you don't even want to tell people about because you know it's not significant to anyone yeah. but there's been so many little wins in there and so many little different positives um that kind of quietly uh, optimistic you know about yeah. about getting this thing going but we got you know last year was a um, again, everybody has injuries. We lost two quarterbacks right off the bat, yeah. you know, for the season. You know, we lost Tavaka Toyote in the end of the first quarter up at Wisconsin. He was our starter. In the opener, we lost our backup, Colton Gerhardt, for the season. And then Sharon Jones, the young guy that played against Utah State, it was almost unfair. He was yeah. thrown in there yeah. with no spring ball, no fall camp. Um, but, you know, I, I think – Team improvement, you know, comes from individual improvement. And I think we've had a lot of individual improvement, starting with guys just back to the classroom piece, doing the right things. You know, we've had unbelievable academic success. We really have. I mean, it's been, it's been um, inspiring even to me. 
And then from a character standpoint, you know, just individual improvement on those things of making yourself better. And I think, I think, you know, again, staying healthy, you need so many things to happen for you. But, you know, I'm kind of excited. Going back to those quarterbacks, because of the injuries, you had a lot of guys that did see playing time. Uh, Tavaka started a little bit. Do you anticipate him being the guy, or are you going to have a competition in fall? No, I think he's – you know, there's a competition. He's probably the operator, though, a little bit more. Okay. Yeah. You know, and I think the thing that really got us last year was, you know, we had been six years with a triple option-based offense, even though we were doing it out of the spread. and We had some components of spread, but it was a triple option offense for six years. Then last year, we changed directions just a little bit, we thought. You know, we were going to come in and be – you know, probably 50-50, some spread concepts or, you know, option with that. But with the injuries to the quarterbacks, the option piece of it was gone. So we played a whole season trying to be Utah State because, we, you know, we weren't going to run the quarterback. We were down to one quarterback. Yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden we went from, like, triple to here we are a spread team. Yeah. And it was hard. That wasn't really our plan, but that's how it went. You know, thankfully we had some spread stuff because we had one quarterback – the third game of the year for basically the rest of the season, yeah. you know, and they're true freshmen. So all those things, I think we're going to have a better balance. But, you know, again, staying healthy, particularly at the quarterback situation, is key to us. Because I'm, I'm just anxious, you know, with Tavaka Toyote, he's teased us a little bit. The last two years, we've seen some really good things. Yeah. And he's teased himself. He just can't, you know, he hasn't been healthy. He's, he's been hurt, and he's, he's a tough guy. He's an athletic guy. He's just been hurt with some different things. Um, I apologize. I went back a few years. I believe, is this your first trip back to Notre Dame as a coach? It is. First time I've been back there, um, period, you know, since since I left there. I went one time in 2008. I went back. Uh, our team priest, Father Really, had passed away. So I flew back for his service in 2008, but it's my first time. My first time there as a visiting coach. You know, I've played against... This will be the fifth time I've coached against Notre Dame. Twice at Texas, or three times at Texas A&M, two times at Pitt. So it'll be my sixth time. Okay. But it's the first time coaching at Notre Dame Stadium as a visitor. How uh, I know it's been a while, but how weird is the anticipate yeah, that um, being? You know the reality, and it sounds funny. You know, we go from Sam Houston State the first game to Notre Dame. I know. Yeah. And then New Mexico State. Yeah. And you know that the Sam Houston State game and the New Mexico State game, the results of those games are much more significant yep. to us than what happens at Notre Dame. And you've been there with Utah State, I would think, at Michigan State and different places. I mean, you know, we've been to Wisconsin, and we, you guys went to Wisconsin. Yeah. You know, we we've got been LSU to this year. Yeah. You, you know what it is. I mean, yeah. you can get in there and get going and play a little bit if some things go your way and you get some confidence. Um, but there's no question that – you know, going back there from just a personal standpoint is is different. You know, it's, it's just different. And we certainly know what the odds are against us, but kind of a unique deal. It sounded like a five years ago, you know, <laughs> yeah. when we put this thing together. Now the reality's here. It doesn't sound quite so exciting. But Do you feel, uh, do you feel a, a vibe coming out of spring that you like with this team, you know, the chemistry and all that? You know, I think everybody's sitting here, right? Every, every coach here, you know, you have your plan. You have your dreams of what you yeah. think it can look like. We all feel that. You know, we all feel. But I, I'm just telling you, and this, again, a lot of times when coaches go three and nine, they go right to the academics, you know, or try to find positives, right? You, you've been doing this a long time. But we, 
we have been unbelievable as far as knock on wood. Yeah. Classroom, um, no problems off the field. Yeah. Um, like work ethic of guys. I mean, all that is as good as it can be. So if we get our butt beat, it won't be because we haven't put forth the right kind of effort and the right kind of energy. You know, I, and I really, really like this group of guys. I yeah. really like this team. Uh, I always like chatting with you because I like to get your perspective just on the landscape of college football. What are your thoughts on the transfer portal? Um, you know, I think it's good that a guy can leave. I mean, I don't want you've, – you've talked to a lot of guys about it. My only problem is there are situations within the immediate waiver, you know, the waiver where you can be immediately eligible. Yeah. That I think it hurts both parties because – Let's say you are a guy that transfers and you get a waiver to be immediately eligible. There's a little bit of a stigma there that you'll say whatever you have to say to get that waiver. And that may not be true. Everything you said may be 100% true about either the place you came from, the atmosphere of the place you came from, the environment, whatever it was, it may be true. But yet you're tarnished a little bit because there probably is a certain element out there that it's not true. And you just come up with a way to try to get a waiver. Yeah. So the fact that you have to get a waiver to be immediate eligible kind of puts everybody in harm's way, right? And that bothers me because coaches, and again, I don't want to look just from the coach's perspective, but some unfair things happen to coaches. You know, oh, yeah. things get said of things that never happened. And there is absolutely no proof that this happened. And that hurts you. And it hurts your family and hurts your reputation. Well, I think both ends get hurt a little bit on this because there's only one way to do it, and that is to get this waiver. And you come up with certain things that may be 100% true. But in that one time that it isn't, that hurts people that were left behind on that campus. So that bothers me. So what's the answer? I, I, I don't know. I mean, put it this way. If a kid doesn't want to stay... Every coach is going to let the kid go. There's no coach in the country that's keeping a kid that absolutely doesn't want to stay. You know, but is it too easy to default? Is it too easy just to leave? Where, you know, staying and sticking something out a little bit is a part of why we coach this game and you play this game to teach guys life lessons. Yeah. So if the first time you can bail out, you bail out. You know, I I talked to our team about it, you know, about, like I grew up where there was one television in that house. And if your dad was watching Gunsmoke, you were sitting there watching Gunsmoke. Gunsmoke, yeah. And there was no 300 channels where you just you, you turned a show on. You didn't even give it a chance to see if you liked it. You just Like I do now, I just turn the channel. I just turn the channel. I just turn the channel. Yeah. Well, there is something about just watching that show, whether you like it or not, to maybe find out you really do like something about that. Yeah. You know, it's so easy to bail out now, right, on everything. And I don't really compare it. Like, everybody comes, well, the coach can leave. The coach can leave. The coach can leave. Well, the coach signed a contract. And there's probably a buyout in that contract. The coach has to fulfill that contract he signed. Yeah. It's not like, okay, they say, well, coach just leaves. The coach doesn't just leave. Somebody pays that buyout if he had that in his contract. Right? Mm-hmm. He's not just walking away, you know. So there is some consequence to leave something. And... I don't know. We could sit here for an hour and talk about all of it. Yeah. If a kid's not happy, he should leave. I'm not sure the one, the waiver piece of it, though, doesn't just cause more problems. Yeah. More problems. Well, and the, and the thought that uh, and the rumors that they may be offering kids one free transfer 
right. coming down. That that scares me to death. I mean, I think yeah. that's that becomes the old Wild West. That speaking of gun smoke, no question. Who knows what happens? And it that particularly point. again, you don't want to sound selfish because the yeah. worst thing you can do as a coach, right, is like players' rights, players' yeah. rights, players' rights. So, but 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 particularly in a conference like ours, you know, we lost our red our red shirt freshman last year, Marcus Hayes, led the nation in punt returns. He left and went to Kansas State. Okay, we are a conference that would be particularly susceptible to. Yes. You're playing at the University of New Mexico in front of 16,000 people or something, and all of a sudden you have an opportunity to go to a Power 5 school, you're probably going to go. You know, so all of it is a little bit more of a free agency kind of feeling. And where do you learn those life lessons for all of us of sticking something out a little bit just to see if you like it or not? Yeah. Yep. You know, because none of us, I've been married 40 years. No, there's been times in those 40 years, both my wife and myself would say, what the heck are we doing? You know, we're better off, you know, right? Yeah. But you just don't walk away and get a one-time, when you said you're getting married, you don't get like a one-time transfer deal where we can get out of this marriage. Yeah. You know? But then again, sometimes divorce is good. <laughs> yeah. If, 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 if in fact, it doesn't work, it but not the, yeah. not the first time you have an argument. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yep. I, I'm, I'm with you 100% <laughs> on this one. It's, a, it's an amazing, though. It's, 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 it's what has changed so much just in the culture of everything. Yeah. And football is like the last great bastion of toughness, commitment, unselfishness. Stick it out. It's hard. You're going to get hit in the mouth. You got to get up off the ground. You're going to lose, but stick it out. Stick it out. Stick it out. Right. Yep. Fans have to come to games, and it's going to be three and a half hours, and there's going to be TV timeouts, and you know. So fans, you know, at what point is it being tough? Good. Yep. You know. I'm with you. I mean, it's just. <laughs> It's a crazy world. Yeah. Coach, good luck this year. Looking forward to seeing you a little bit later on. And uh, last game of the year, yeah. uh, Utah State, New Mexico. So yeah, it's we'll interesting. See you we late have, November. We actually have an open date before that game, which I've never coached. We have an open date wow. after our first game yes. and before our last game, the two open dates. So that's a little bit different. That is now. a weird one. Coach, right. good luck. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, man.